Hey everyone, uh, I'm sure you've heard this saying before, especially if you're a parent. Once a parent, always a parent. Well, when Crystal and I first became parents with our first son, I had never heard of that saying and wouldn't have had a clue what it meant. You see, when we had our son and I took him in my arms and I held him, I had these dreams of what we would be as a family and I had this understanding of what I would be as dad. You see, so I saw my role as I would be there to help him learn how to eat and learn how to walk and learn how to ride a bike and learn how to skate, of course, because he's Canadian, and uh, learn how to deal with, with different things in his life, like going to kindergarten the first time or getting on a bus for grade one, dealing with bullies at school, um, making decisions, learning how to work, uh, standing beside me, learning to do chores, uh, as he got into high school and got older, dealing with the decisions that you'd have to make in life and friendships and dealing with friends at that impressionable age. And then I thought, you know, as his dad, I would be there for him for all that. But then he would graduate from high school and head off to university. or And, and then when he graduated from university, uh, then he would get a job and, and uh, probably meet somebody and maybe get married and have a family. And, and by that time, my job as a dad would be pretty much done. I mean, I, I would still be his dad, but I would fade off to the periphery, periphery and, and most of his decisions and the things that happened in his life wouldn't affect me too much at all because, I mean, my job was over. Yeah, and that's why that saying, once a parent, always a parent, uh, comes into play. You see, what I didn't realize then, but do now, is that when you make that kind of commitment to a person, when you make that kind of commitment as a parent to a baby, it irrevocably changes your life. And that commitment, even though time passes, never fades. In fact, I would argue, as I did, that the commitment increases because the complexity of life increases. And so your life is more affected as your children grow and become adults. You see, when you make a commitment to a child, time doesn't change that commitment. That commitment remains constant throughout time. I think, I think we need to take some time to remember the commitment uh, that Jesus made to us. You know, once a parent, always a parent. Well, once a savior, always a savior. With all the celebrations and the activities and the traditions that we have, it's easy to forget that Christmas wasn't like that for Jesus at all. He left glory as the king of glory, as the eternal Lord, he left heaven to come to earth, to be born a baby in a manger, that's where we start, pick up the celebrations. But it didn't end there for Jesus. He stayed here on earth. He stayed, even though a mad king chased him into Egypt when he was just a little baby, even though he had to put up with the discomforts of what it's like to live on earth as a person in poverty or near poverty conditions. Uh, he had to put up with ridicule and attack and opposition, and he stayed through it, all of it. He, he, he was committed to it, right to the very point where he was in a garden praying that all what was coming ahead of him, the cross, would pass. But nevertheless, he was willing to do what God called him to do. You see, 
Jesus was committed to be our Savior. He committed when he came, he was committed when he was here, committed to even going on a cross where he would die for our sins, take our place. And he was committed for us because once a Savior, always a Savior. You know, it seems to me that that kind of commitment ought to be celebrated and we ought to take time to honor him. When you think about it, every May we honor moms. Why? Because of the sacrifice they made and what they poured into our lives. And then in June, we honor fathers because of the provision for us, the way that they were always faithful and stayed true and, and constantly provided for us and cared for us as we needed. Well, I can't think of anybody who was more faithful, more giving, more sacrificial than Jesus. And I think that Christmas is a time where we ought to honor him because truly, once a savior, always a savior. He always stands in heaven interceding for us. He always is prepared to hear our prayers and to help us and to move us toward what is best. And I think that we ought to take some time this Christmas to make time to honor Jesus. Well, one way we could honor Jesus is making time to focus on him. And think about the things that usually happen at Christmas time. We often gather together, hopefully we can this year to some degree, in a, uh, to have a meal. And maybe taking time before we even eat to just thank Jesus for what he has done for us. Making it a little longer than our normal, thank you for the food, amen prayer. Or we, most of us will be opening gifts this Christmas. Well, why not take some time before you open those gifts to actually as a family offer up thanks to Jesus for his faithful provision in our lives, especially his salvation, and for the gifts that we're about to receive. Or then maybe for some families, we've often done this in their extended family, is we would read the Christmas story to just remember who Jesus is and what it was that we were celebrating, we keep our focus on him, maybe read around the story where you can, and then talk about it before moving on through other celebrations. Maybe it's taking time this Christmas to reevaluate your relationship with Jesus Christ. He hasn't moved, he hasn't changed. Once a savior, always a savior, but maybe you move back from him. And it's time to relook at your relationship and say, here's some areas or here's an area that I have to recommit to him. I need to re-up. I, I, I need to match his faithfulness to me with faithfulness back in your own relationship and move and take a step closer to him. Or perhaps for you, uh, all that I've talked about him being a savior who took our place on the cross to pay for our sins so that we could take place with him in relationship with the Father through forgiveness of sins. Maybe you've never even made that decision to follow Jesus and to receive from him eternal life. It's very simple. It's a prayer that comes from the heart. I like to call it the ABCs of salvation. A, admit that you are a sinner before God and B, believe that Jesus' death on the cross pays for our sin. And then C, choose to surrender your life to him. So it's a simple prayer like, God, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. And now I choose to surrender my life to follow you. I lay it down before you, please forgive me. It's all about the heart. You know, Christmas is a reminder to us of many of the good things that we have, the family, the food, the celebrations, the things that we own. But most importantly, it's a reminder that we have a savior who is always our savior, who remains faithful, and who when we call out to him, he hears us. And so I pray that this Christmas season, that as you call out on Jesus, you will meet him in new and a fresh way.